0: a blessing and uh, last week we were talking about generosity the Macedonians 37,000 I don't want to give (laughs) my 37,000 you remember that hit whoa I don't want to give my seven thousand. So, that was last week's seat. So, we're talking about generosity and how God has blessed us with every spiritual blessing in the heavenly places in Christ and has caused us to be a blessing. Amen. Now, today I want us to talk about tithe. Yeah. 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 A couple of weeks ago, I sent out an audio by Bishop Dark, which you are supposed to have listened to. And some people said, I I know what's in it, and I will not listen to it. You know what's in the thing when you have not listened to it and you have refused to listen to it anyway, but because you know that's pastoring, yeah. You have to love people enough to say, Okay, now I said, Let me come and teach it myself so that you You say, Okay, yeah, this one at least you, you can't say you know what's in it yet. So, we are not about a blessing, and as believers, as Christians, I want us to understand that. Uh, God has set up a system for the advancement of the gospel resource wise. It's his chosen, designed method. And that's tithe. Now he has set it up in such a way that it advances the gospel but it also advances you as an individual. Am I making sense? Yeah. And I'm going to show you from the scriptures why tithe is not a financial issue. Yeah, it's a very spiritual issue. Yeah. You know sometimes when you're looking at financial things, you don't know you're looking at the fruit end of things. That there are root end, root issues that you don't know anything about. Yeah, it's just there. Now, wow. So here is a little bit of a struggle because the, the speaker to my left is hot and the speaker to my right is so cool, so I don't know. Someone needs to balance the volume so that I don't feedback while well that's right. So I was on campus, Makere, I was a student of architecture and my background, family background, I have a brother called Mugabe. Okay Mugabe, David Mugabe. He's such a giver. Every time he opens a new business, we are praying. <laughs> yeah, because I don't know. He totally responded to the parents' desire when they named him what? Mugabe. Now, I'm Mukisa, and as you can imagine, uh, that should be coming close. Mkisa, Mgabi, you know what I'm saying? Like, blessed to be a blessing. Yeah, that's that's the general idea, even when mother named me that. But by the time I got to campus, it wasn't happening. The name was not being lived out at all. Yeah, not even a little bit. And some things, they have backgrounds. When our dad was shot when we were young, I was only eight and I was the last in the pile of six. I I grew up with the idea that everyone else is responsible for me. Uh, my name was Gimme. Gimme. Pineapple uh, Pineapple pocha. Gimme, gimme. Yeah. You could if you if that disturbs you could call it Jimmy. Jimmy, Jimmy. So gimme. That was my name. So I thought everyone, you know when you grow up in certain environments where everyone is contributing your school fees, and auntie here, another, they are what? you you you, you become broken you grow up with a broken system you think that you you are divinely appointed to be a receiver from people and like the dead sea in Israel nothing goes out of you you know there is a reason it is called the dead sea It has rivers pouring into it, nothing going out. So I was the dead sea, the living dead sea, called Mukisa. You know, can you see the contradiction? So by the time I hit university, now by the idea is university is supposed to be maturing in your thinking and understanding and etc. Yeah. I mean, we knew how to survive. Maybe primary, we knew how to survive. You made friends. Yeah. For survival. Yeah. Just, just know you, no one is going to come and visit you. And it's not because they don't like you. They, 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 the situation is such that they will, no one will visit you. So you befriend all those who will be visited. And then life goes on. So I reached campus and I had these two friends... I hadn't met them for that purpose but divinely God connected me with these guys and we used to argue about tithing huh? I was as anti-tithing as anyone can get they were pro-tithe one was Patrick Meinda let me just stick with Patrick it was Patrick and Gabriel but Patrick especially he was trying to disciple me. Now, the funny thing is that the person who is against tithe, actually, was not tithing. You know, how you can, how you can, how you can say those people in the church, they take money, what? They use our money, which you have never given. Uh, just look straight so that your neighbor does not suspect anything that, about you. Just Especially with your mask on, if you just look straight, it will be okay. I promise. Even there in the sitting room, just look straight on the screen. Yeah, they use our money. Our money. Nyinga, you, you've never put anything in the back, but you're talking about our money. One day it occurred to me somewhere in the journey of my studies that I was always rock. Always. And Patty always had money, even though we are both students. And Patty always bailed me out with his money. I want you to see the, the, the contradiction properly. So you are arguing with a person about a principal who you depend on financially and he's telling you that no 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 no, you need to be doing this because it works that's why i'm this way and you're like no it does not work i don't believe in it they want our money then the next time you are walking around the near a canteen it's like uh, <laughs> so you are the one uh, I mean, i'm not making sense Do you get what I'm saying? Are you as almost confused or annoyed or something in between as I am right now in the the story? The anti-tither has nothing all the time, depends on the other people all the time, but is making their case against their practices. So one day it occurred to me, oh, guys that I'm arguing with, they always have money. And it is their money that I always use, even though we are all students. I changed my mind. Thank you, Jesus. Genesis fourteen eighteen to 20. Then Melchizedek, the king of Salem, brought out bread and wine. He was the priest of God most high. And he blessed him and said, Blessed be Abraham of God Most High, possessor of heaven and earth. And blessed be God Most High, who has delivered your enemies into your hand. And he gave him a tithe of all. Today, I want to make a case that tithe is a response to the blessing. If you believe you're blessed. Because I believe I'm blessed. Look, that's my my name. Mukisa means blessing. Living in the overflow. I'm blessed. I'm blessed. That's what we sang this morning. Blessed to be a blessing. I'm blessed. I'm blessed. Living in the overflow. Yeah. So, did you know... In case you doze off, this is the thing. Here is how you say you are blessed. You tithe. Yeah. That's the appropriate response to the blessing. Now, our teacher who teaches us about Bible interpretation is here. So I hope I get it through. But among scholars, there's something they call the law of first mention. That every time you see a concept, an idea for the first time in the Bible you need to subject all other interpretations to that original interpretation. So the issue of tithe, this is where we first find it in the Bible, with Abraham. Before this, if you type in and check tithe, there will be nothing. It first happens here in Genesis 14. Take me back to verse 18. And so this is what happened. Abraham, man of God, he's, he traveled with his nephew, Lot, and Lot settled in that city, and it was attacked by five kings, and they took him. So when it was told Abraham, he got people to go and rescue his nephew Lot. So the Bible says he had three hundred eighteen fighting men among his servants. Those who were trained to fight were three hundred eighteen. I don't know where, where for you how many you have. So those exclude the cooks, those who wash the dishes, etc. So even though Abraham had not, had not yet even got one son of promise, his household was at least 1,000 people. Because those servants had families. They were not eunuchs. So imagine you had 318 families that are part of your Family. Now, those of you who say you're blessed, what, I'm trying to give you a, a vision of what God thinks a blessed man should be living like. Yeah. Mm. Uh-huh. Yeah. Are we together? Expand your vision for life. You see, the reason people argue about all these things and bring all their tiny thinking and humanistic things is because you're thinking too small. You're thinking about the things you can achieve with human logic. There are things you can't achieve unless you step into God's train of thought. Yeah. 318. So the guy has probably, his family is probably about 2,000 people. So when they say Abraham moved from wherever to wherever... (laughs) Don't think of one guy with a stick. You're looking about yeah. Yeah. it's more than two thousand people moving. That's Abraham is moving. Nowadays, you know, people shift at night with things on the pickup or what? so. No, 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 no. That's not how your father moved. Yeah. No. Yeah. Rekete. Yeah, Rikede, Ribaba. Hey! So that's Abraham. So he goes, fights five kings, in other words, fighting five kingdoms, wallops them, gets Lot and his family and all the other people who had been taken from Sodom, and now he's on his way home. So I want you to imagine. Abraham on his way home. At this point, I'm going to need a co-actor. It's usually Pastor Blessor. I don't know if you can handle. Come. Stay there. Stay there. So, this is Abraham. Hmm? He's not one guy there is like 3000 people the fighters the people who were rescued etc plus thousands of animals and goods and what because he has just beaten five kings so he's taking the spoils he's on his way home abraham is not looking for melchizedek he's just going home he's he's on his own what things. He's a blessed man. He's a man with promises from God, like you. We've been given great and precious what promises that through this we might be partakers of the divine nature. So he's on his way home with all this stuff and behold, in here cometh who? Melchizedek. Melchizedek. In the exact sense, you could say Melchizedek was looking for abraham he had set himself up to get him and you know the way it works is god is heaven bent on blessing you yeah Yeah. and he's the one who is always looking for you even when adam and eve ate the fruit and they ran away it the one adam and eve didn't go to god saying no they, they were just hiding and it is god who came looking for them (laughs) say shout he he found me you know sometimes you're Christians you don't know how merciful God is he found you he found you that's why we do evangelism every week if he found us we, we want to be used by him to find others. So Melchizedek comes and interrupts. Where is your mic? So he comes and interrupts Abraham. Here, here is the thing, though. Melchizedek comes with what? Bread and wine. When you think about bread and wine, what do you think about? The Last Supper. What was it that happened at the Last Supper? new covenant this is my blood of the new covenant which is shed for you and for many if they can find that verse for the remission of sins this is my blood of the new covenant which is shed for many Uh, uh, Matthew says "For this is my blood which is shed for many for the remission of sins. Remission means that the sin was first of all forgiven, obliterated, and put out of remembrance. That's the new covenant. It's old covenant where God just covers. Hebrew says he covered. You know when your sin is covered, but it is there. No. In the new covenant, your sin is not just covered. No, it is removed. He took my sins away. He took my sins away, now I'm singing hallelujah, I'm so glad, he took my sins away. If he took your sins away, you should be glad. The natural disposition of a saved person is joy. He took my sins away. New Covenant. That's the gospel. Paul writes the Galatians and says, I marvel that you have so soon removed from the grace of God unto another gospel which is not another, but there are some who trouble you. Am I making sense? So when you see a man with bread and wine, we are about to discuss that man, just know this is not Old Testament. Because some people say tithe is of Old Covenant. No, you just don't know how to read the Bible. So like, I'm here to help you. It's not Old Covenant. No. Because in Old Covenant, there is no bread and wine, it is bulls, goats, sheep, blood, wheat, rams, such stuffs. Yeah. Yeah. Bread and wine is new covenant. So Melchizedek comes with bread and wine. Now for us to fully understand it, we need to first read about Melchizedek. Mel. Because it says he brought out bread and wine, he was the priest of God most high. What kind of priest? Hebrews 7, 1-10. to For this Melchizedek, King of Salem, priest of the Most High God, who met Abraham returning from the slaughter of the kings and blessed him, to whom also Abraham gave a tenth part of all. For those who wonder what is tithe, it is a tenth. So basically, you just divide by ten. Even if your calculator is made in China, it will give you the right answer. First, being translated, King of Righteousness. Are there people? And then also king of Salem, meaning king of peace. By now, you should have worked out who this really is. Without father, without mother, without genealogy, having neither beginning of days nor end of life, but made like the son of God, remains a priest continually. In other words, Melchizedek's priesthood is that of Christ, and it is an endless priesthood. Let me jump to verse 14 to 17, then I'll come back to the other portion of Hebrews. For it is evident that our Lord arose from Judah, Of which tribe Moses spoke nothing concerning priesthood. And it is yet far more evident. So he's talking about our Lord Jesus. Far more evident if in the likeness of Melchizedek there arises another priest who has come not according to the law of the fleshly commandment, old covenant, but according to the power of an endless life, new covenant. For he testifies of who? Of Christ, Jesus. You are a priest forever. Ever according to the order of Melchizedek. That's the man who intercepts Abraham as he's going. And what does he do? Before Abraham says anything, Melchizedek speaks first. Verse 19, Genesis 49. He says. People here who can read English, can you read with me? Together, huh? And he blessed him and said, Blessed be Abraham of God Most High, possessor of heaven and earth. First, stop there. He blessed him. Had Abraham done anything to deserve the blessing? Had he given Melchizedek anything? Had he bowed down or anything? He was just on his way. Ephesians 1 3 Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has blessed us with every spiritual blessing in the heavenly places in Christ. We are already blessed. For a child of God, for a believer, there should never be any doubt about whether you're blessed or not. And the blessing is the curse suspension system of, the, of earth. Because the earth is cursed. Yeah, that's why weeds grow by themselves while you put in energy for crops. It's a curse, Yeah. yeah. The law of entropy reveals the curse, anything left to itself tends to decay. You just refuse to clean your room for two weeks and see what happens. It will be as if there was some civil war in there. Cups, plates under the bed. Some people, under their bed there is a small civilization growing. Yeah, That's a curse. It just reveals the curse of the earth. If you look under there, you'll find all sorts of living and non-living things. Trying to start an economy. (laughs) Trading. This one is pushing something, this one is pulling something. All under your bed. Yeah. Why? Because you haven't cleaned and cleaning takes effort. Yeah. That's, the, that's the curse. But when you're blessed, the curse is suspended. You operate as if it's not there. It's like when you sit in an airplane, it's as if there's no gravity. It's there, but the airplane has been designed to defy gravity. Now you, if you think there is no gravity, step out of the airplane. And you'll quickly find out gravity is real. <laughs> you may not write a thesis about it after all. So Melchizedek blesses Abraham. And the Bible says, and he said. The key word is said. The blessing, what is the blessing? The blessing is just words. Words. Never play with words. There are certain people that God has ordained to have words that have impact in your life. Not everyone has the power to bless. That's why when, when Esau came in and found that they had already blessed Jacob erroneously, I found out that the blessing goes to the person present in the room, not the one it is intended for. Because when Isaac was praying, in his mind and heart he was praying for Esau. He was blessing his son, Esau Kumbe, the guy was, the one on whom the hand was, was who? Jacob. Did the blessing go to Esau because it was done it was intended? Or did it go to Jacob? Yeah, that's why you should attend church. How is someone even supposed to preach this sermon and finish in the time allocated? I pray, appreciate all the prayers of the saints. The blessing is words. Be careful about people God has given the power to bless. Yeah. That includes your parents. Parents are given the power to bless. That's why you should honor your father and mother. That it may be well with you and that you may live long on the earth. Why? Because they have the power to bless. When honor goes up, blessing is activated. Honor the Lord with your possessions and with the first fruit of all your increase. Proverbs 3.9 Why? Why? He has the power to bless. That says, then shall your bands be filled with plenty, and your vats will overflow with new wine. If you, if when you describe your life, you can't describe it as a life of overflow, economically speaking, something is wrong in the way you're operating the word of God. Yeah. You, you, you can tell that I'm in the God zone, I'm in the blessing zone by the level of overflow. Yeah, overflow. I am enjoying this. Someone, actually. Elder yeah. Kamara gave us 200, no, 100 packs, food packs for people in mission. That's overflow. When you are done receiving the pack, that 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 is that that's reverse flow. Mm, not overflow. It's not. You are not overflowing. I've just said I'm going to take my time and see how this whole thing ends. So he blessed him and said, "Parents, what are you saying to your children?" Pastors, what are you saying to your congregations? Because God has given pastors the power to bless, whether you like it or not. Yeah, you can be there and say, Me and Mose, we are equal. Forget it. That's only in your head, not in reality. And it means that your head has departed from reality. Yeah, so I have to be careful. plus, and other, other, other things, okay? Amen. Amen. Husbands, love your wives the way Christ loved the church that he may what? Sanctify and cleanse her by the washing of water, by the word. Husbands have the power to bless. Yeah. If you leg yourself on your husband, when we're a gecko, <laughs> and you said, well, You have nothing. That, that's it. Yeah. Get ready for the hustle. Yeah. Then they say, Wives, be submissive to your husbands. The, po- the point of submission is blessing. Yeah. Because when two cups are at the same level, you can't exchange drink, liquids from one to the other. To pour from one cup to another, one cup has to lower itself, then you pour. That's how it works. And that's the submission part. Yeah, so children, we have to submit to our parents for purposes of blessing. Children, obey your parents. Then it's in Ephesians: children, obey your parents in the Lord. Those are your pastors. (whistles) Employees, you submit to your bosses for purposes of blessing he blessed him and said when Isaac blessed Jacob because he had stolen the blessing he ran away from home with a stick that's all he left home with a stick the man who had not been blessed Esau remained home and took over the business empire of Isaac, which was not small. The Bible says, the man began to prosper, continued prospering, and he became well, very prosperous, and the Philistines envied him. When, you know you're prospering when people of the world, forget this little, little envy within church. I'm talking about non-believers looking at you and saying, ah! Yeah. Yeah, when the non believers start envying you, now we know God has been at work. Writing all sorts of fictitious stories about you. Now the thing is this physical things lose value over time, spiritual things gain value over. The man who left home with a stick, Jacob, whose name became Israel. Today, Facebook, that stick. Google, that stick. Oracle, that stick. Name all the billionaires who are Jewish, who are 25% of all the billionaires. I read an article in 2018, eight out of the top ten richest people in America were, were Jews. It's the stick. It's the guy who, who, your fera daddy, who came now, even put whatever skins, because he valued the blessing more than the inheritance. Two thousand, five, four thousand, or is it three thousand years later? It's that, that laying on of the hands of the old man who couldn't see. And so he was duped. Is the billions. That you see among the Jews today, and all the, 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 what's that thing? Nobel Prizes. Yeah. The power to bless. That old man, Jacob, who was blessed erroneously, when he arrived in Egypt looking for food, he was taken to Pharaoh's palace and he blessed pharaoh and pharaoh took over everything in Egypt after that all the cows, all the land, all the money became pharaohs using that man's youngest son, second youngest son, Joseph you joke around and think that these things, you, you just came recently just a few years ago you've just joined earth and you'll be gone soon after 120 years and these things have been operating from the beginning. They will be here long after you're gone. Mushrooms should not be educating oaks about life. sorry, uh, that didn't mean to come out like that, (laughs) our time is up, (laughs) I'm going to come back next Sunday, what do you think, but let's see how far we can go. He blessed him and said, Blessed be Abraham of God, most high, possessor of heaven and earth. I don't even have time to go into that because in the next verses they call God the possessor of heaven and earth, but here they are calling Abraham the possessor of heaven and earth because God and Abraham are in a covenant which shows up in chapter 15 and 16, I think. And when you're covenanted with someone, everything you have is theirs and everything they have is yours. So they call God possessor of heaven and earth, they call Abraham possessor of heaven and earth. I was reading Isaiah recently and God talks about his friend Abraham. His friend Abraham. And blessed be God most high who has delivered your enemies into your hand. That's just to differentiate and tell you that he's not talking about God in the first part. When he talks about the possessor of heaven and earth, it's Abraham. That's when Jesus is telling the story of Lazarus, the person in heaven who is in charge, who can send people, who has the power to send people is Abraham. This other young priest who had gone to hell is asking him, send Lazarus to bring me some water. He doesn't tell him, no, I'm not, uh, that's beyond my pay grade. No, he says, no, 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 there's just a wide gulf between us, that's why I can't send him. But is Abraham is sending people around in heaven, in paradise. That's why he's a possessor of heaven. And earth Romans 4.13. For the promise that he would be the heir of the world was not to Abraham or to his seed through the law, but through the righteousness of faith. He's a possessor of both worlds. That's why they say, your, 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 your. that's why for Christians, they say your promise, your inheritance is in heaven. But they also say your inheritance is on earth because of our father Abraham. Are we still together? So the man Melchizedek, the priest, blesses Abraham. And what does Abraham do? He starts singing a song. Does he say thank you? Does he get into appreciation mode? What does he do? He gives them a tithe of all. His response to being blessed is... Oh, you have the power to bless. You are the blesser. You are the priest of God Most High. Priest of Christ. He just knows what to do. Get 10%, give it to him. Your tithe is a response to Christ's eternal priesthood. See what he says here in verse... 25. No, no. First, take me to verse Hebrews 7. Yeah? Give me verse. I'm out of time, so I'm going to just read parts. Give me verse 7 and 8. Ah, No, let's start at verse 4. Let time take care of itself. I warn you, we are going to stop the service suddenly, so don't get too surprised. Now consider how great this man was to whom even the patriarch Abraham gave a tenth of the supposed, he's talking about Melchizedek, and indeed those who are of the sons of Levi who received the priesthood have a commandment to receive tithes from the people according to the law, that is from their brethren, though they have come from the loins of Abraham, next verse, but he whose genealogies derived from them received tithes from Abraham and blessed him who had the promises. blessed the one who had the promises. Some of you have promises. If you are in Christ, you have the promises already. But like I was saying in our first sermon on this is, yes, you are blessed, show me the evidence. Now, beyond all contradiction, the lesser is blessed by the better. In others, he's saying, this Melchizedek is greater than Abraham. Okay. That's why to be blessed, you have to humble yourself. Yeah. Oh, I keep putting your head out there. Next verse. I, uh... Here, mortal men receive tithes. But there, where is there? He receives them. Re- not received, not will receive. Receives them of whom it is witnessed that he lives. When you tithe, you are acknowledging that Christ lives, that He is a priest forever, according to the head of Melchizedek. And yeah, how many of you have ever sent your tithe to heaven? Because it's there He receives them. Who has the heaven mobile money number? I also want to send directly. No, it's when you do what God has told you to do. He says, take it to my house to my house you take it to his house and he receives it there you give it here he receives it there yeah and I sent mine last night on mobile money because I knew today there would be just too much people sending so I, I sent mine in advance in the night he received it there even though it went to the worshiper's what Mobile money number. Yeah. Alright. Finishing. Those on radio and TV, we greet you. We know you're about to go off. We, we, we thank you, thank you, thank you. You can always catch the rest of this message on, on, online. So he gave him a title. He well, says, there he receives them of whom it, it is it's witnessed that what? He lives. Even Levi, who receives tithe, paid tithe through Abraham. He uses a very interesting word here, paid. It's as if it's an obligation. And I would like to tell you it's an obligation. Yeah. For a Christian, tithe is not a choice. Yeah. You have a partner, a business partner, who gives you 90% of the commission. Now if you take even his 10% and then you keep crying out to him. For he was still in the loins of his father when Melchizedek met him. I'm I'm about to bring this to a very interesting perspective. Verse 25 of Hebrews. Hebrews therefore he is also able to save to the uttermost those who come to god through him since he always lives to make intercession for them why does he live to make intercession for them because he's a priest forever according to the order of Melchizedek now when you're not tithing and you're not acknowledging in fact if you are not a tither you shouldn't celebrate easter because you actually don't believe he lives and you're not acknowledging that he lives to make intercession for you why are you praying It's a simple question. Yeah. If you don't acknowledge the man is alive and is, he leaves make it a session for you to connect with the Father, why pray in his name? Florence says, Martha here. Martha is here. Martha and Florence come quickly, quickly. Come up together. Hey, stupidly. You can take off your mask so that we remove the mystery. Yeah. Many people usually get confused about this too. Now, I could go on and on and on and on, but I'm out of time. So come. Stand here with me. You go stand there with me. On the other side. On the other side of blessing. So, come. So you have Abraham and Melchizedek. Melchizedek blesses Abraham. Abraham gives Melchizedek a tithe. Melchizedek, Christ is a what? A priest forever according to the order of Melchizedek. So you could say, stay right there, just a little tilt for the camera. You could say that while on here on the surface you're seeing Melchizedek, but the spirit operating behind is Christ. It's the priesthood of Christ in Melchizedek. He has the power to bless. Matthew 1.1, 1, 1, please, quickly. And afterwards, Galatians 3.16 in the Passion Translation. Matthew 1.1. 1, 1. The book of the genealogy of Jesus Christ, the son of David, the son of Abraham. Galatians 3.16 in the Passion Translation. Remember the royal proclamation God spoke over Abraham and Abraham's child? God said that his promises were made to pass on to Abraham's child, not children, and who is this child? It's the son of promise. Jesus, the anointed Messiah. Meaning Christ. Jesus, the anointed Messiah. He said in Hebrews 7 that in Abraham's loins was Levi. So you could also surmise that in Abraham's loins were, was who? Jesus. Jesus, yeah. Galatians three twenty nine. If you are Christ, you are one spirit. You are Abraham's seed and heirs, according to. according to the promise. So on the surface you're seeing Abraham, but behind Abraham in there is Christ as a what? A son. Thank God for identical twins. We can use them to illustrate things. So on one side, Christ is there as a priest. On one side, is there as a son, as an heir. He's not just a son, he's an heir. Now, you know, if you're a Bible reader, that this genealogy ends with Joseph, but Joseph wasn't, wasn't Jesus' dad. Jesus is here by adoption. Because the yes. he couldn't operate in earthly authority without being adopted into an earthly family. Yeah. And God, in advance, blessed the family in which his son would come wow. through a priest who is also himself. Like my son is going down there to deal with all those sinners. I need to bless in advance the lineage in which he's going to be adopted. Wow, wow, wow. It's an amazing thing if you think about it. Abraham adopted God's son because he's God's friend so that God could adopt Abraham's children. <laughs> they call that covenant your children with my children so God is like okay I'm sending mine down there and Abraham is like awesome mine are yours Abraham's seed according he according So in effect, Christ, the priest, comes looking for Christ the Son to bless him. And Christ the Son, and if you're a good reader of the Bible, you'll understand that the church is the body of Christ. Christ the Son gives a tenth of all to Christ the priest to seal the deal. Stand and we pray. Yeah, I can't illustrate it any more than that. Even we have to time, Pastor Banange, you haven't come up today, and Pastor Angela, we have one. We are we are just ten minutes from the next service. All right, just pray in the spirit wherever you are. Just give thanks to God. Just just lift your voices. Oh, and bless bless God, who loves us, who has set us up for success who has set us up to be a blessing to the nations of the world and has shown us how we can start on our journey to being that. We bless you, Lord. We bless you, Father. We honor you. We give you praise. You are great. Your mercy endures forever. We exalt you. We exalt you. We exalt you. We honor you. We bless you. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Ah, thank you Father we'll be back next Sunday to add some more knowledge to this but I know that you may be watching us on YouTube or other platforms whether right now live or later and you've never given your life to Jesus most important decision you can make to, to come into the adoption as sons adoption as sons and God is inviting you right now even if you might be in the room, some, a friend invited you, or you are at home in, the, in that sitting room, in a car, in a tent, watching somewhere. And today, today, the Bible says, today is the day of salvation. It's not tomorrow, it's today. So wherever you are, I want you to put your right hand up straight. Straight, straight. God sees that hand. If you're giving your life to Christ today, put that right hand up straight. And just as a sign of faith, it, it's, it's a sign of faith. Everyone who came to Christ, everyone who came to Jesus was public about it. So I am public about it, you'll be public about it. Just pray this prayer after me. Say, Lord Jesus, thank you for saving me. Thank you for paying for all my sins. Thank you for bringing me into adoption to be a child of God. Today, I receive you as my Lord and Savior. Fill me with your Holy Spirit. Anoint me right now Do take my life and do something significant with it. Amen. If you prayed that prayer, we believe you are born again. Please contact us on 0775-642-449. 0775-642-449. There's a pastor waiting on the other end of that line to pray with you, to bless you, to tell you what you can do next. Amen. So thanks so much for praying that. Thanks so much, friends, for joining us today. If God is convicting you about your own life of generosity with him and with others, Do something about it. Don't accumulate knowledge without doing something about it. Do something about it. May God bless you. May He cause His face to shine on you. May He give you peace. May He answer you in the day of trouble. May He scatter your enemies in seven different directions. May He open all the right doors for you and close all the doors that seek to harm you. May God be with you. May you experience His tangible manifested presence may he give his angels charge over you to keep you in your ways all of your days may you lack nothing good may God restore you to your loved ones where there has been a strain in relationships and may you experience a life of fruitfulness a life of joy a life of peace in Jesus name amen and may the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ and the love of God and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with us all now and forevermore. Amen.